sake, let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts. So let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you. So you can hear it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty amazing, and you literally have to do nothing. The other thing is, you can make money from your podcast. There's no like minimum listenership required, so that's kind of cool. Um, But yeah, seriously, if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one, I would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, So yeah, go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? Hello and welcome. I'm Victoria. I'm Serena and together we're from Noir. This show is all about women specifically no we are going to review and analyze movies that are written by directed by or starring women and we cannot wait for you to join us tune in and listen wherever you listen to podcasts or join us on youtube today we are going to be talking about the 2000 wait is it 2009 or 2008 2009. 2009. Thank you. <laughs> 2009 film, Jennifer's Body, written by Thank Diablo Thank you, disembodied Cody. voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mystery voice. We don't know who that is. <laughs> we don't who know who that, that was. <laughs> um, Jennifer's Body, written by Diablo Cody, or um, Brooke Lusay, I guess is her actual name, um, and directed by Karen Kusama, follows a newly possessed cheerleader, played by Megan Fox, who turns into a killer... Um, who specializes in offing her male classmates. Ooh, and then today is a special episode because we have a special guest. Yeah. Round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. Jen, the Jennifer's Body um, specialist. <laughs> the expert. We brought in an expert for this episode. Thanks for having me. I think it'll like, also be really funny. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm like so excited that you're like in this podcast with us because no, I think this is the first too. time I've actually spoken to you like Same. with <laughs> ever actual, like not yeah, on like because we follow each other on TikTok yeah. and we like comment and like say yeah like stuff, not on social I've never media or something. I've never yeah. actually met her. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> online besties <laughs> i know this is kind of amazing i was like oh Just, my like, god put in my banner jennifer's body expert and Vic and serena's online bestie <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so we're gonna start off just with first impressions i think well me and jen were like maybe serena should go first because you just saw this movie for the first time like i did recently, i just recently. watched it for the first time yeah like literally i want to say last week at like in like the middle of the week tuesday wednesday I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I had so much fun. I'm kind of mad that I didn't watch it earlier, but I think I'm also glad that I've watched it now because I feel like I wouldn't have appreciated it as much. Like, when it came... Like, how, how fucking old was I when, I was, <laughs> when it came out? Like, I had 12? no idea Megan Fox was, like, on the radar except for, like, Transformers. And then, like, literally the last time that she was on my radar was when I watched the freaking live-action... Um, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
And I literally was like, why does she look so familiar? It's almost like she's Megan Fox or something. And my dad was like, that's literally Megan Fox. And I was like, oh, that would explain it. I haven't seen her since Transformers. Like, what happened to her? And apparently she didn't drop off. I just had no idea where she was. Wow. What so what film. did you know about it before? Um, I didn't actually know anything about it. Like, the only things that I'd seen about, like, Jennifer's body was that it's definitely one of those movies that was like made without men in mind so it didn't do well like when it came out and that people are like reclaiming it now or I guess more recently like on TikTok and stuff I've seen about it and then I think all of the other the only other thing I knew was that it was queer and that was it I was like they kiss right and I was like bye yes let's go and like that was it that was all I knew I was like yeah because Megan's bye and I was like, yeah, that's oh, super cool. Yeah. I didn't know until after, because I looked it up, I think I was reading, like, an article after, because I was like, whoa, that was so cool. Like, I wonder, like, what other things about the movie I can, like, find out. So I, like, went down, like, a rabbit hole. And I learned that, like, the the film came out, like, literally right after she came out publicly, like, in Hollywood, I guess, as by, and so they, she has that line no in the movie where she goes like, "I go both ways," and then I love that. And I was line. like, <laughs> "I love it. I fucking love I it." I love that line. Oh, I think. Well, the first time I watched it, I think it was with Jen. I think didn't we yeah. watch it together? Yeah, you were like, you have it to was watch it." A movie night, and I was like, "We have to watch Jennifer's <laughs> Body" because the first time I saw this movie, I it came out when. I was in middle school, so I probably was, like, 12 when it came out, but it was on TV, like, years later, so the first time I saw it was in high school, and I was like, wait, why did everyone say they hated this? Like, because it was still kind of, like, everyone, I remember all the boys in my class were, like, they really wanted to see the movie because Megan Fox is super hot, and they're like, oh, it was so bad, and I was like, oh, well, I didn't like horror movies, so I didn't care, but then I was like, why do I like this? This was before I knew I was gay, and I was like, so there's something yeah. about this movie. <laughs> I got it to myself because I'm like, um, I don't want to say I like a movie that everyone hated. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, we watched it in a movie night, me and Vic. Prior to um, seeing the movie, I thought I was scared. Like, I remember seeing the previews when I was young and it looked mm-hmm. like a horror movie. We briefly, before this started, me and Jen talked about like, there's a discourse about the way that it was marketed and like the stuff that was in the trailer and like the impressions people had before going to see the movie um, and the ways that mm-hmm. that sort of uh, maybe was detrimental to the reception of the movie because people were thinking it was going to be something sexier, this or that. But it then it wasn't. It was a horror movie, wasn't that? But I, when I was a kid, I knew it was. <laughs> it's a not sexy movie for and I was men. Scared. Yeah, first of all, yeah, it was not. Yeah, I mean. like the trailer made it seem like you would enjoy it if you we're a straight guy but it wasn't yeah. like um it didn't really appeal to that sort of uh, interest very much yeah because i was watching it and i was like i don't know what's hotter than megan fox devouring the souls of men that's yeah i was like boy i hope this doesn't awaken anything <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't fall. <laughs> um, and we talked about it a little bit too, I mean, Jen, the fact that it was rated R, which is kind Yeah, of I was really mad because I was doing, like, I was looking up some trivia before coming on and I was just like, wait, it's rated R? And I was like, 
that was so wrong to me because I thought it was PG-13. And I thought because they had originally wrote a sex scene between Jennifer and Needy. And I was like, so why did they take out the fucking sex scene? Like, if it was already rated R, like, are you kidding me? Wait, really? Homophobia? Yeah, like, they had scripted a sex scene because it was just basically, like, they're teenagers, like, they're angsty, they're horny, like, you know, and they would explore. Yeah, like, we got the male sex scene. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, they probably kept that one and had to nix the girl-on-girl. And I was like, this is so, like, I was so sad. (laughs) And it wasn't even PG-13. Like, they still had to be rated R, which I feel, I'm like, are you kidding me? I know. Their language is pretty... Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, their language was something in the film that I was so thrown off. By. It's so funny. It's so funny. Like at first, I was like, "What in the world are they even saying?" And then I was like, cracking up. I was like, "I cannot believe that they did this so well that they were like, no, we have to change up the language because like they did use like." Mm-hmm pretty i want to say derogatory terms yeah like a lot yeah. but like like oh, the way that okay. they talked was so weird <laughs> it was like if hannah montana said like slurs like at some point oh, someone no. called the character lesbian gay <laughs> yeah she's just like you're not like lesbian gay yeah i was like what i don't remember that I don't- what yeah it was one of their classmates but i was like that feels like it feels so derogatory but it also feels like disney channel at the same time i don't know how to just yeah it's like so weird so aside from like the language and stuff that was awkward were there other things that you thought were like maybe awkward or off awkward or off i actually texted you immediately i saw chris pratt for like one scene and i was like what in the beginning and then was his name Adam Brody? I recognized him immediately and was like, oh my god, he's in this movie. And I was like, wait, is he gonna be like the villain? Because I'm so down for that. And then he kind of was, and I was like, wait, yes. Because basically, he essentially, I don't know what it is, but he plays these characters where they're like supposed to be like good guys, but they're actually like twisted evil like so well. Because I know they had him in Promising Young Woman, and I was like, wait. Of course they had to have him in Promising Young Woman, because, like, this is kind of his thing. is <laughs> like, being the, like, nice guy, air quotes nice guy, uh, turns actually was never nice kind of a dude. And I was like, oh my god, another movie where he's like that. I'm so glad. Well, it's interesting about Promising Young Woman. Oh, wait, what? Sorry. Oh, no, no, go for it. Because I was kind of feeling that, at least with the narrative, it felt kind of like that same sort of revenge story. Like, here we go again mm-hmm. with the revenge. It's like, okay, she gets lured in by this band and the, the group. And this is it's probably the only thing I think is awkward, whatever. But also, it was 2000. Like, it, you know, it wasn't... Yeah, there's like a few things mm-hmm. where it's like... Yeah, a product of its time, whatever. That was already over yeah. a decade ago. Um, but then, yeah, she gets lured in, whatever. They, like, you know, it's that narrative, like, they're going to take advantage of her. But then they're like, oh, let's make it new and interesting and then actually she's gonna kill them and stuff like that it's always like about murder and it's about killing them and stuff like that but i don't know if um i don't know if i'm too much of a fan of that um so that would be the only thing but then at the time i'm not sure how many movies were really doing that as well so it could have been like what what did we say oh legally blonde we're like that one could have been like really amazing because you didn't really see like these pretty girls like have opportunities and you know you can do anything you want kind of like whatever the barbie narrative mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff was really around <laughs> for girls very much but then in this one 
like maybe it's the same sort of thing but then that was just kind of off for me a little bit i don't know if you have thoughts on that or i think so um no go ahead oh (laughs) i think like the watching it part of their kind of like toxic relationship threw me off a bit because i was kind of upset that they weren't like like i guess friends like the like the reasonings that they were that they ended up butting heads was mainly centered around like the boyfriend and how he didn't like uh megan fox's character where i completely blanked on her name jennifer wow wow (laughs) (laughs) he like didn't like jennifer and then she was like i don't know why you don't like jennifer just because like she's cool doesn't mean that i can't be friends with her and i was like I kind of wish that they could have been friends still <laughs> or like that like it could have been salvaged or something yeah only for the, the the fact that like women are often like oh I don't like her because she's weird and I'm like dang it it would have been amazing if it was like a hey I got the demon out of you and you're back or I got the demon out of you you're still my best friend I'm gonna get those guys back for like what they did to you kind of a thing like even if she had to kill her at the end like it would have been so cool to have seen that like relationship salvage but I know that it's like also well maybe it's not but I kind of interpreted it as like a severing of like a toxic relationship so in that regard I was like wait I really like this because it's really cool but yeah I just saw that it had to be like two women I was like eh, you could have made toxic relationship with like a man severed (laughs) true because they were kind of like frenemies almost like when they're going out like needy is like oh i can't wear this because she's gonna wear that and it's like this very like yeah like 2000s depiction of girl friendships yeah i'm just like where they kind of like hate each other but for some reason are super super loyal to each other but i liked I liked that aspect because it made it spicy for me. Like I know, I want to be lovers. That would have made me happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only reason we like, had I like think... weird butting of heads is because I'm actually in love with you. I'd have been like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I think that definitely contributed to the, like the tension they had. Like it's like they love they loved each other. Like they yeah. were into each other were... for sure. <laughs> and then going off of what Vic was saying earlier i wish that we saw on screen justice for jennifer like i wish that you got to see needy like kill the band like it's implied and we know what happens but i just like think it's important to see the on screen like yeah we saw all these other boys get murdered now for the the right boys to get murdered i know i was like dang they really put that in the credits (laughs) Mm -hmm. so sad well, but yeah, I think I was actually really glad at the end when it came to it. Because I, I, like, got to the end and she killed her and then she was in jail. And then she's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, like, and then she, like, escapes. And I was like, so she's just going to, like, escape jail and then, like, and then what? And I, I thought it was going to end. And I was, like, mm-hmm. really sad. I was like, those dudes just, like, got famous still. Like, <laughs> they went through the whole thing of, like, trying to like kill the virgin so that they can perform the ritual and then they did it wrong and they still benefited from it like are you kidding me i was about to be pissed and then i was like i'm glad they died earlier i said like oh it was a product of its time that was a decade ago whatever but i just realized that promising young woman came out last year and it was like the same thing so i'm like maybe we actually haven't made any progress because maybe we have so like, um, well, 
I do want to say the one thing that Jennifer's body did well is the building of the fantasy. This was so well, like you can tell like that it really, the universe of the movie starts and stops with the movie. You're like, Mm -hmm. that is a little capsule universe right there. And you can feel like the rules of the universe and the way things work because yeah, Needy and Jennifer are like on polar opposites. And in other Mm -hmm. movies, it would be like, how does that work? But you can tell that they love each other. And it's because they do such a good job of of keeping those things like, of like connecting those dots and keeping them yeah. consistent throughout the movie. It it just makes sense. I think that they did a really good job with that. They don't really have you questioning those those sorts of things. I it also part like, of why. I, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> keep doing this. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say I think that like um, it was like really easy to believe the whole like demon cult slayer like magic part two because even though they don't ever really explicitly. See like tell you about it until like that like when she finds out like oh she's a succubus and whatever like it's very easy to believe like all of the like lore that they put into the movie like I had no problem believing any of it even before I knew like really what was going on because again I went into the movie I had no idea what the heck was happening I was like Jennifer's body like I thought it was like a carry situation where she was like mm-hmm. killing dudes and she was just like a murderer so I had no idea that there was like a like a demon succubus thing and I was like whoa that's kind of <laughs> awesome but, and I was like but I like immediately believed it. I had no problem believing it what I was gonna say earlier is like just the setting like they lived in a place called devil's kettle there's this weird black hole waterfall <laughs> lake <laughs> like you just kind of like I feel like that sets it up nicely like okay they're in a small town but also there's something kind of sus happening here there's there's <laughs> some supernatural elements and um, I wanted to talk about the soundtrack of this movie. Oh yes, because this soundtrack, like, like this is the music I still like, like that <laughs> pop punk, like yeah. angsty teen. Oh my that gosh, like wonderful. that to me built the world. Like, yeah, these are built. teenagers, yeah. just angst. Oh my gosh, she had like the Fall Out Boy posters on her wall. I think there was a good Charlotte poster there yeah. too. Like, it was, like <laughs> yeah. all those bands. Like she was yeah. like a punk rocker, and then they, like, mm-hmm. but she was also the popular girl. And I just thought that even just those things in her character specifically made her just a little bit deeper than the the typical like cheerleader role that like she would be typecast as. And I was like, mm-hmm. whoa! I love already. Just love that she's like really into like punk rock music. She's like for sure into like meeting bands and stuff. Because like I feel like. Yeah. in that time period that like wasn't a thing really like or like that girl was like mm-hmm. like the emo one like she wore dark mm-hmm. makeup or you know like she was her no, own totally. stereotype and I just thought it was really cool fun fact about fallout boy and good charlotte the filmmakers considered making the the villain guy i forget his name the guy that like sacrifices her they were considering casting like a real like rock star musician. Like they considered Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy, oh my and God. they considered Joel Madden from Good Charlotte <gasps> to play that role. And I was like, when I read that trivia, I was like, Wait, what happened? <laughs> Did they not want to do well, it? They just, I guess, didn't want to do it. Like I don't know if they they didn't want to make it like really Pete Wentz or make him like a fictional character, you know? True. So I think they went with a fictional band. But I just, I was like, I love that detail of like the soundtrack with the pop punk band posters too because i think it's a really good juxtaposition of like this female-centered movie about yeah. friendship and like the intensity of their love with like this dude music going on in the background <laughs> yeah. with the like the teen <laughs> angst like i think that's really cool true i think also it 
just I I love this soundtrack. I could talk about it all day. Like <laughs> um, the whole plot was they sacrificed her because they wanted to get rich and famous, and that's a whole yeah. thing about men exploiting women quite literally yeah, for their art and them getting famous off of it. Like I think it was a line in the movie. The guy was just like, you know how hard it is to make it. Like you like you have to get on a I soundtrack or you just won't. It was so funny <laughs> and it was so fucked up, but it's true. Like yeah, how many indie alt boy bands are there? Like yeah, a he's like, do you know how hard it is to become to make it in like the indie <laughs> boy band industry or something like that? Yeah, I was laughing so hard. Like that whole scene where they're like literally trying to sacrifice her was done mm-hmm. so well because it's like mm-hmm. they still it was serious? are obviously doing a bad thing but it was so mm-hmm. funny because yeah. it literally called out such a culture of like mm-hmm. <laughs> like men yeah <laughs> I thought it was brilliant it was so brilliant I mm-hmm. absolutely love that and um yeah it's super cool like their soundtrack too the I don't know why, but that song that they kept playing on, like, repeat, they're like, oh my god, I'm getting yeah. so sick of it. I was so sick of that song by the end of the movie. I was like, oh my god, stop playing the song. And I was like, they did such a good I job, know. like, making you as the audience member. Because I think the the first song, or the first time that song plays, right, is, like, they're people like singing along to it or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, or the the candlelight vigil when they have the people singing along to it. I was like, Mm -hmm. what is this song? Oh (laughs) my god, that's so cheesy. And then I was like, (laughs) they just kept playing. But what's so funny is that song became really popular after the movie. Like people like me who like really love this soundtrack were like, yeah, like please release it. Like I want to buy this song. I I was like, I recognize this song. Yeah. Oh. But they just don't make so soundtracks funny. like this anymore. Like, no more pop punk soundtracks. Like, the I only other them. one that compares, I think, is the Twilight soundtrack. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, Listen, I was this- actually going to mention Twilight Go in ahead, regards yeah. to this movie. Because I feel mm-hmm. like they're, like, not necessarily, like, related to each other. But I think that they mm-hmm. both have this kind of, like, following of people like reclaiming stuff that where it was like not seen as something for people like the mainstream Mm -hmm. audience to watch so like women loved it women Mm -hmm. were made fun of for loving it Mm -hmm. and now it's like okay but like it's still kind of a bop though and I feel like the way that people like interpret Twilight and like uh, like you know all the spoof videos that they make where they're like making these mm-hmm. jokes about the movie and like they're theorizing and stuff like that it this movie feels like one of those really smart jokes about yeah like <laughs> like like mythical like a uh, fantasy world um like romance thing but then they subvert all of the tropes because it's like funny because mm-hmm. it is funny oh, <laughs> yeah. it was like but it's also like really fucking smart at the same time wait are you talking about twilight no the jennifer oh Blackie. okay like, <laughs> like the jokes that, that people okay. make about twilight they're like lol uh i don't know like they're like oh yeah it's the most iconic like uh movie cinematography is like amazing and they're like if you look uh, at this one scene and you break it down and they like they like make up like fake terms or whatever to like make it sound really smart but they're talking about like something really dumb in twilight like the scene where she like punches him and breaks her hand and he goes 
she punched my hand breaking my face or she broke her hand punching my face like they'll like take that scene and they'll like analyze it like a filmmaker and I was like I feel like this movie is like a joke like one of those types of jokes but about like like teenage high school movies that are just like Mm -hmm. so aggressively stereotypical and they were like you know what what if we make one but we like make it funny and it's like so obviously they're all there but like oh guess what she may be the pretty popular one but like she's secretly into like fallout boy (laughs) they're like "Uh isn't that funny it's like so funny but it's like (laughs) it's also genius (laughs) the joke that exemplifies what you're trying to say the best is when they're in the pool and she like starts flying like and the boyfriend is like she can fly and needy's like she's just levitating and she's like how dare you undermine everything I yes it's so, funny. Like, so that's funny that's the vibe i totally get what you're trying to yes. say like it's so i was like oh my god oh, i love it that the dialogue, scene the indie band scene or mm. like even when they're like murdering her and they're like like they oh, start like, singing the jennifer song <laughs> oh yeah yeah they start singing the song. They're like, "Wait, there's a song for this." And they start like yeah. as a band singing That's what the made the song. movie that scene kind of actually scary for me because when oh guys murder women, it really be that casual. It be like that. Though. You're like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like they don't even think like, about it. They're like, just have, have to fun. laugh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like it's a joke, but it's like not a joke, and it was it's brilliant. Like I loved how this movie just captured all of that. Oh my Mm -hmm. goodness. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say something watching this movie. I've seen it a lot, right? Like since in high school. Mm -hmm. But just rewatching it now, something I'm more like conscientious of is like every person of color in this movie, one, you can count them on one hand. And two, they were all like either like treated like shit or like eaten. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, there wasn't a single person of color in this movie that I was like, I like you. Like, I think their classmate who was Asian, I was like, cool. Like, you look like me. She was like homophobic and annoying. I was like, 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 why can't I have a likable character that looks like me? It's it's annoying like it's frustrating like the nurse in the beginning needy like fucking beats up i'm like oh well necessarily i know i was like did you need to she's just doing her job (laughs) and like the movie gets a lot of like hype i think deservingly of like oh it's like feminist like you know there's that line where jennifer is like pms isn't real needy it's just a lie propagated by boy media and like you know stuff like (laughs) that like girl power but i think something that comes along with that kind of like white feminism is like men of color always kind of in the crossfires like what was it there was like um an award show I think it was like the Oscars or something and there was only like one like female director being nominated for best director and the like host was like oh and one woman I'm like like I get it but there were a lot of men of color in that director pool i wish i knew what show do you know what show i'm talking about either of you do you remember that like, i know you, what you're talking about like i remember the discourse yeah. but i don't remember which one you're saying like they i don't put so much what... emphasis on the woman instead of saying oh men of color made it is that yeah like okay. they had their own struggles too like right. there's an intersectionality of those yeah, things yeah. and i bring that because her first victim she didn't lure in because he wanted to have sex with her or he objectified her it was literally an exchange student from india who was yeah. lost who did not like speak english that well that and just so was like sad. needed 
help. And I was like, that, like, she is a villain. Like, I know we all joke, like, oh, good for her. And we love her. And like, I do. But like, that to me, like, like watching it now, I'm like, well, that's kind of, I don't know how I feel about that. I know, that that kind of made me a little uncomfy. Along Mm -hmm. with her second villain, the like, guy that was like, yeah, like, we should go on a date or something. And like, he like genuinely mm-hmm. just wanted to go on. And like, Nadie was like, Yeah, he's like a nice guy. You should go on yeah. a date. And then he literally is like, um, I'm uncomfortable. This is weird. And then she still like low key kind of harasses him a bit. And I was like, Yeah. He said he was like, uncomfortable. Can you let him? Like, like her go. reasoning was was so like gross too. Like it was just like, Oh, you think that guy's cool, Needy? I'm gonna get with him because uh. you can't. Like it was that like emo boy, right? Yeah. Really yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I'm just like, oh, like, but you know, yeah. be like that. I mean, that was just <laughs> something I wanted to bring up. What, what were you saying? I just wanted to bring that up because I, when I looked up like articles and things about this movie, people rarely brought up that. And I think it's important too. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. I think that's why I hate stuff where they're like, oh, they, they, they get, murder or they get revenge by murdering i just think it's so uncomfortable because it's too close to it well at least in that case especially it's too it too closely mimics real life violence mm. against those groups of people and i think yeah. that i don't know in in some ways it's hard to um i don't know yeah. maybe it's just because of my own personal dispositions and my own life experiences mm-hmm. that for a moment the fantasy is broken and i'm like whoa that's kind of scary actually yeah um, but then I don't know because then I'm sure yeah there are people like that maybe don't feel the same they're like no it's just a movie like it's just a concept <laughs> but I don't know I'm not a fan of that concept because of that it does it is yeah uncomfortable. yeah it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. especially when it's that kind of like intersectional like issue I guess was like yeah he literally is a foreign exchange student doesn't mm-hmm. speak very good English he's walking and then she's like oh does your like um Host does family? your host family like know you're alive or whatever and so she like reasons like okay i can kill him anyway mm-hmm. and it it yeah. felt very like what's it karen-esque of like using your like white womaning to like take mm-hmm. down a man of color and i was like to like yeah. it was really uncomfy <laughs> oh. i was kind of like whoa no, like i, I do not, not remember good. that Mm-mm. and the reason it was so uncomfortable is like it had to be the exchange student for that whole like setup to work. Yeah. I think personally, like, cause it's like, who else would yeah. someone not really like they cared about him, but they didn't really, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if it was like a classmate that they had maybe grown up with, but since he was like an exchange student, it's just kind of like, Oh, they won't really question it. Like they just will assume he died in the fire. Like, yeah. I wanted to bring up um, a little bit about their roles and like how they were cast and stuff. I know I, I kind of brought it up a little bit before with like how how they have a little bit more dimension and stuff, but I thought it was really interesting. Um, I guess the setup of the movie with how like Needy is like the the like not popular one because she's like the the blonde smart one, right? And mm-hmm. so that also was kind of like a subversion of regular like stereotypes of that time period because the blonde one would have been the pretty one like the blonde one with the blue eyes the very like virginal like baby face like look that she like Mm -hmm. has and was typecasted for a lot they gave her like the opposite role so she's like the 
like badass like nerdy really smart like mm-hmm. she's still blonde she's still pretty but like that's not all that she is it's like that kind of a character and then they gave Megan Fox a character of like yeah she's like super popular um she's super pretty and so they kind of did play off of like what she was typecast as and then subverted it with the fact that like and I, I want to say it has a lot to do with the plot of this whole idea of like being the virgin <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and where they're like, she hasn't been a virgin since she was like 14. And like the whole re- like reason that this movie happens is because these guys prey on her and they're like, Oh, well she's like that type of girl that like is super pretty, but she would never give it up kind of a thing. So they like mm-hmm. target her and then she lies and tells them, yes, I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin. Like, please don't mm-hmm. tell me I'm a virgin. And they're like, Oh, but we need a virgin. And then the fact that she isn't a virgin is, like, low-key what actually saves her. Whereas if this was, like, a mm-hmm. traditional horror movie, she would have been, like, the final girl kind of a yeah. thing. like, And she uh-huh. would have died for it. <laughs> but then it wouldn't have been Megan Spock's actual character. Like, if they were like, oh, yeah, she's had sex, she's, like, a slut or whatever, she would have been mm-hmm. the first one to die. <laughs> yeah. And, like, a typical horror movie. So I thought it was really interesting that they would have the the sexually active promiscuous like very um very like comfortable with her body type character to Mm -hmm. actually end up being saved by the very thing that in most horror movies ends up being their demise and -hmm. then also like subverting that with her best friend who is also sexually active and they make a point to show you that who is generally seen as like the like because you assume like, oh, she has a boyfriend or whatever, but because Megan Fox is the one that's, like, the the quote-unquote pretty one, you would assume that Needy's character is, like, the virginal one because she's the blonde baby face one. Mm-hmm. But she's not like that either. And so I thought it added a lot of depth, the way that they just, like, subverted these roles and then played on your, like, expectations to kind of build the world, too. And I thought that it was kind of amazing. <laughs> and I really, really enjoyed that about this film. Have you seen Cabin in the Woods, Serena? Because they kind of joke about that premise so. of like, so like in the movie, it's like all these, you know, college students, they go to a cabin and they die one by one, like, and there's something afoot. But the order that they die in is exactly that. But the first person that has to die is the slut. And the last person <laughs> that dies is the virgin. Like, and I don't know. Yeah, I the, think like, if you like girl. that idea... <laughs> And, like, those, like, horror tropes subverted, I would recommend Cabin in the Woods. I know that's not, like, my movie recommendation for this episode, <laughs> but just what you were saying made me think of that movie. Yeah, because, like, you have so many movies, like, like mm-hmm. Scream, you've got, like, slasher films and stuff, where, like, the mm-hmm. the final girl is, like, the virginal character, and then, like, the sad thing is, is that she never actually, like, gives up her her virginity or anything but she becomes Mm -hmm. like darker like marred because of her experience with like uh having to having been like hunted and Mm -hmm. it's just like and then at that point like at the end they almost always hint at the fact that she's like oh well I'm not the same person I was anymore like I'm strong so I'm like I'm also strong in my like body too and it like has Mm -hmm. to do with that somehow and it's like that doesn't really make any sense but like it's like a thing that's so ingrained and like very typical like horror movie um like tropes and stereotypes and it's just it's weird to think about like horror is probably what I want to say it's one of the like easier ones to make 
so there's generally like more uh horror movies like out there than there are because people are always gonna watch them i remember learning about this in a class and i can't remember which one it was and it's bothering me but essentially like they're always going to make horror movies and they're always going to need horror movies because people are always going to watch them. And so horror movies end up taking up a lot of like the, the industry, I guess there's like a lot of them out there. And they're also one of the cheaper ones to make because you can, you don't always have to show everything on screen and you can kind of like make things up with like audience expectation. So like when they tell you like as a filmmaker, um, like when you're going into film, they always like, uh, what's the line is always like horror is the easiest co- comedy is like the hardest everyone wants to make a comedy movie but no one's very few are actually going to be good at it whereas very few people want to make horror movies but everybody's good at it yeah. <laughs> and it's like in it, i feel like that is something that's like there's so many of them out there and yet we still have the same tropes carried out again and again Mm -hmm. and again and again and again and it kind of like just shows you really how ingrained we are in the male gaze as like an audience and an industry the film industry itself to have so many of these like movies where just so many women are brutalized they're made the butt of the joke it's like what that's ridiculous bothers me a lot i think um well i was comparing it a lot to promising a woman but now talking about it as a horror movie and stuff promising a woman wasn't a horror movie so i think that's almost an unfair comparison um because you're right honestly a lot of their character was very rich and flushed and it's that same sort of perspective that I've got or that feeling that I got from Birds of Prey, which is another rated R movie that doesn't feel like mm. a rated R movie, but yeah. um, they just feel like people. And I and yeah, I, um, I'm sure when they were writing the script, they didn't know who was going to play who, and so it just worked out that both of these um, actors worked really well in the roles. Um, but I feel like it, they could have their personality would have showed up really nicely on paper because of how well that it was written and how um, yeah, like the their personalities came out in the dialogue and in the gestures and in their actions. And it wasn't so much they had to rely on camera work to build the world. It was yeah, like the mm-hmm. foundation of the movie. Was yeah, it was very much, much like, because they even, like, they have such a solid, like, plot, too. <laughs> no, yeah. It's new. It's like, it's like never, it's honestly, so good. in thinking of, like, recommendations, I couldn't think of anything, because this is so unique to me. I'm like, nothing has the same vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm still searching for that vibe. Yeah. It's, I know. <laughs> it's the vibes, bro. <laughs> oh, something I did want to bring up that wasn't directly related was Megan Fox is starring in another horror movie soon. It's called um, Till Death. Uh, like till death do his part so maybe i'm hoping it has the vibes i'm hopeful but (laughs) that's something i wanted to say because i'm excited for it we gotta talk about that one then yeah (laughs) for sure megan fox yes (laughs) such a good job with the movie like everything makes sense even if they have to like make it make sense like the succubus thing because like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be honest i thought she was a vampire for the longest time (laughs) she's she's succubus and i was like oh yeah because of the ritual that makes sense i was like she's a vampire obviously Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the teeth right yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> her mouth literally goes like, and I was like, I wow. like in all the promos, <sighs> she had the blood. Yeah, yeah. the best pictures ever when she's in like the white. So ga- oh, 
Yeah. Best. It was so cool. Iconic. And then even down to like, like, cause I guess the one thing that confused me the most that made sense when I kind of watched the movie as like a severing of like a toxic relationship kind of a deal was her bond with Needy. Um, Mm -hmm. in the fact that like, like they were physically connected in a way Mm -hmm. where like, cause they had that whole scene, which is so interesting when, um, Jennifer is like killing that one dude that she was the the emo the emo yeah like emo kid (laughs) that like writes poetry I think think his name was Colin (laughs) yeah I think his name was Colin yeah (laughs) she's like tearing into this guy and she's like Mm -hmm. are you hopeless or whatever meanwhile Mady's having sex with her boyfriend who's Mm -hmm. oh yeah I guess you know not really doing that great of a job but he thinks he's just absolutely hysterical another one of those things where like that vibe it's so funny but then at the same time she's like freaking out because she is Mm -hmm. literally feeling like jennifer killing this man and then like they bring it back later on when she is uh she's at the dance and she's like looking for jennifer and Mm then um jennifer kisses needy's boyfriend Mm -hmm. like outside and then she's like he's in trouble and she like it's like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> she, like, runs out there, and they bring I that back. I need to point out, too, that it's, like, she knows it's Jennifer because she has kissed Jennifer. So when she's, like, feeling yeah. the kiss, she's like, oh, that's uh, she's like, excuse me? <laughs> I oh, she's like, vibes <laughs> I'm like, uh... I love that. Like, it's a yes from me. Because it was what brought up like twice in the movie that yeah. like weird connection thing that they have, and I want to say maybe at the beginning when they're like holding hands in the fire thing like strikes mm-hmm. because I was like, oh yeah, like that when was at the concert and they're like yeah. holding hands, oh, and then the fire them. literally strikes, and I was like, what the heck? Where did that? Co-? Like I thought it was maybe like the band or something, or like maybe because I still had no idea what Jennifer was. I was like, oh, is she like magic oh, yeah. or something? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is this? But then I realized that it was like, oh no, they're like connected. They're like bonded because when she kills uh Jennifer, the whole thing is she literally has to break off their like BFF the necklace. necklace. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, they're like literally connected by this weird toxic friendship. And in order mm-hmm. to like literally both be free from that, they have to like sever literally literally severing the necklace. The yeah, and I was like, oh my god, brilliant, brilliant. In my we have a opinion, visual to go with it. The necklace breaking was the thing that killed Jennifer. Like the heart, like because you know, Needy stops her in the heart, and mm-hmm. Jennifer is like, oh my tit, like, <laughs> no, your heart. And then the necklace breaks. I'm like, Needy was her heart. Like once that friendship was yeah. severed, that's what killed her. <laughs> exactly, Needy was her heart. Needy was the only mm-hmm. thing keeping her from doing yeah. like crazy stuff. And that was like something she said mm-hmm. too earlier. She was like. I couldn't like do anything to you. Like I, I was starving, but like I couldn't mm-hmm. bring myself to like hurt you. Is something mm-hmm. that she said because she does do. She almost kills Needy in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah, yeah, she literally is like, I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> got real meta right there. It's kind of crazy. I think that kind of like not only. Uh, calls into question those sorts of horror movie expectations but also i hope i haven't been too loud because i just remember i have to be quiet but um, no you're good 
So I don't spike the thing. But um, also, who is a protagonist and who's the antagonist? Because you mm-hmm. could argue that Jennifer uh, could be the protagonist, honestly. But then I would mm-hmm. interpret Needy to be the protagonist. But then Jennifer could be the antagonist. But then the movie doesn't end when Jennifer dies. It ends when the other guy. So it's like, who, yeah. he could be the antagonist. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's not really those sorts of roles either. It's kind of just Yeah, and technically, the movie starts off with Jennifer. She's mm-hmm. sitting there right. in her bedroom and it opens and you it yeah. has one of those opening scenes where you're like she would be the main character. It's right. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So just in general, I was just thinking about that when you're talking about roles and the way that they uh, like operate mm-hmm. in the movie. They kind of yeah, it's kind of just it doesn't really conform to that either. Yeah, because I mean like it's called Jennifer's body and yeah. it's interesting <laughs> because like I guess theoretically is Jennifer really alive for the majority of the movie? Because I'm still confused yeah. as to, like, the succubus in Jennifer. Is that, like, a completely separate demon? Or is that still Jennifer? Mm-hmm. Or they, they like, merged into yeah, a new they're, personality. Because like, mm-hmm. she still has, like, Jennifer-esque qualities. Like, she's not really yeah. different. She's just... She like, just needs to is, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, brought out a little bit more of the evil, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is super, super cool. Because I guess, like, if it never happened, they would have just been friends forever. Mm-hmm. And that would have been tragic. Maybe they would have been... More than more friends. More than friends. <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but if Jennifer wasn't taken by the succubus, would she have been as confident to, like, approach Needy with her feelings? Don't say <gasps> that. I want to leave. <sighs> They would have gone to college and realized it would have been one of those stories. Yeah, they would have gone to the same college and then mm-hmm. it would have went down. Mm-hmm. The boyfriends. Who I also didn't like. I didn't like him. <gasps> Wait, Needy's boyfriend? Yeah. I liked him. He was baby. <laughs> he was pretty baby. Okay, wait, let's do FMF. Then let's do yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm ready. Um, okay, his name was Chip, right? That was Needy's boyfriend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chip. Okay, so we're gonna do Chip. We're gonna mm-hmm. do Adam Brody, Nikolai, yeah. and then we'll do Colin. Kyle Gallner. Right. Colin's the email one, right? Yeah. Yes. Those are the first three guys. <laughs> well, there's JK Simmons, but I don't wanna do him. Was he <laughs> so the, the football player ones. guy? He was the what? Was he the football who, who player was that, that guy? Jennifer kills? Uh, watching them kiss literally grossed me out (laughs) he had such a big face compared to her face and I was like Mm -hmm. (laughs) this feels like it didn't feel like it should work the same species like it felt weird like it felt like he was a statue (laughs) almost like I don't know she's not kissing a person that's like not Mm -hmm. a real man it felt so like disproportional <laughs> they're just like they he showed that so kiss big. <laughs> then they showed the needy jennifer kiss and you're like yeah this is normal <laughs> yeah i don't know what it was her kissing that guy i was like disgusting <laughs> it was like an um um but i'm a cheerleader like when they're kissing same vibes <laughs> okay well jk simmons is the teacher so i don't know who the oh. football guy oh. is but <laughs> I, <forgot laughs> I don't know who that is <laughs> yeah oh my god Okay, so we're, but we're gonna do Chip, Colin, and then Nikolai. Nikolai, the the, the lead singer, guy. murder guy. Oh, 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 Adam Brody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam Brody. Nikolai. <laughs> okay, I think I would. 
I would murder Nikolai. That's easy. Um, I think I would have sex with Colin because he seems like he'd be respectful better than Chip, but I'd still marry Chip because he's baby. I don't know. I loved him. He was cute. Oh, wait. We can't murder. We friend zone. We can't murder. Friend zone. Oh, yeah. I friend zone Nikolai, but it's okay because Needy kills him. So it's still Gucci. Okay. Period. You friend zoned Mm -hmm. him in order to help Needy kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. You lure them in and then that's how you get it. With your beautiful friendship. I'd probably marry the emo one because, yeah, he seemed really nice, like, and chill Mm -hmm. and respectful. Um,. I would screw Nikolai. Because, I don't know, Adam Brody's cool. I don't. He's got some vibe about him that, like, not as Nikolai. Vibe. That's kind of yeah. like, I'm down for it. Like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, who was the other guy? Who am I friends with? Chip. Uh, her boyfriend, Chip. Oh, yeah, no, I... I would friend- he would literally be a friend zoned dude in real life if he existed. I don't know why I didn't like him that much. I really, I think maybe it was because he was so against her like friendship with. I don't know. I get really turned off when dudes are like, I don't like her. And I'm just like, oh yeah. Why? <laughs> what do you have against my friend? <laughs> I would have dropped him before I dropped her. <laughs> <laughs> That's I know that's valid. <laughs> yeah. I like toxic yeah. men. <laughs> it's just like a thing. I, don't know. <laughs> I also would fuck Nikolai. I'm sorry. This is just based He's off looks. Cute. Alone. I don't know what it is. He's got yeah. a cool like aesthetic. It's <laughs> yeah. Out of those three, he's the best looking one, in my opinion. Um, and then I'd probably marry Chip because he. Baby. I know I'm the same, <laughs> and then I would friends on Colin. It's probably a good friend. <laughs> okay, so then Bechtel test definitely passes easy. Yep. Oh yeah, um, passes like immediately because she's talking to the female doctor first, right? Mm-hmm. But was she named? Because don't they have to have names? Yes. Oh yeah, female doctor. <laughs> <laughs> female doctor one. <laughs> <laughs> that's doctor female doctor it's doctor woman <laughs> yeah mm, and like one of the first scenes they're like at the gym like the school gym and needy is like talking to a classmate who was also a girl who oh I think yeah had she was talking name. to the asian one right yeah yeah Where yeah she goes, and like, they were talking about jennifer like oh, super you're so gay yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> Like, why? Unfortunately, <laughs> that does count towards it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I hate she's it. Like, she's like, she's my best friend. <laughs> but then yeah. that's another element that I wanted to talk about is like, oh where do women of color get their lines, if at all? And then what are they? Mm-hmm. And so then that's really showing if like one of the only conversations that they have is like mm-hmm. her saying that. Like, Jesus Yeah, there's Christ. her saying that and then them arguing about the band and how beneficial mm-hmm. they are to the community. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is an injustice. Yeah, I'm just like cool, 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 cool. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like yeah, they can talk, but then it doesn't really feel like a win at all if they're not really mm-hmm. yeah. making an effort outside of the whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then just movie ratings. Oh, how about the scale guys- again? Um, just 10 best movie you've ever seen. One, couldn't even finish it. 
Uh, it's an eight for me. It's not a perfect <laughs> movie, but I love the movie. <laughs> I love this movie a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would probably also say like an eight because it's one that I would watch again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And I would be like really interested in. I probably wouldn't recommend it to absolutely everyone because I feel like some people wouldn't get it. And I don't want to hear people <laughs> stuff yeah. means that don't get the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not like a perfect movie either. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely I give it an eight. I think I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to give it like an eight and a half, you guys. <laughs> Whoa. Oh this is a first. I know. It's, well, I love this I movie. Yeah, honestly, it's just really good. I do have like a couple mm-hmm. problems with it, but that's yeah. being really nitpicky. I think for the most yeah. part, like surface level and first impression and like the first watch, I was so impressed and so like like for the movies that were coming out back then i mean you watch scott pilgrim and then you watch this and this was like Mm -hmm. so much better honestly like it's a fantastic movie um honestly just those those couple little things that i was like um narratives Mm -hmm. about murder and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. if if that was different it would be a perfect movie in my eyes everything about it is literally perfect the characters are perfect Mm -hmm. the story is perfect i think that it does an amazing job visually i think that it is quite scary and they do a good job in that respect um it's really colorful which i love so yeah it's a pretty damn good movie and i would recommend it and i would rewatch it like however many times I would only it's criticize so this movie in front of the girls and gays if, like, there's, like, yeah. a dude watching for whatever reason. Like, no, it's a perfect movie. It was 10 it's out of 10. Like, like, but, yeah. like, you know. If it's it one of those movies you bring up in film class to piss off the film bros. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, like, and, like Tarantino no, and you're, like, Jennifer's Body and Twilight are the only two cinematic masterpieces <laughs> yeah. that yeah. are not a part of the Barbie universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. You're so right. I would back you up on that. I would back you up. Okay, so then recommendations. So I wanted to recommend Happy Death Day as my recommendation. Oh, I wanted um, to watch that. It's It's pretty good. You didn't know. It's um. I also made big watch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jen's got taste. It's like Groundhog Day, but it's about you know a college girl who's kind of like similar to a Megan Fox character, Mm. where she's like kind of popular, and it's a Groundhog Day. She has to figure out who murders her, and I think the reason the movie I didn't know this until later, the movie vibed with me so much was because the movie was originally going to star Megan Fox, like, back oh in, God, like, no 2010, <laughs> 2000, like, around that time. But it came out in 2017, so, you know, they cast someone different. But it was just, like, that was the closest vibe to Jennifer's okay. Body that I've gotten, is that totally. movie. Because it was mm-hmm. written around the same time as Jennifer's Body, right? I think you told yeah, me that. Yeah, it okay. was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, just for some reason, it didn't get made for a while. Because <laughs> when we watched it, Vic was like, when was this like made and I was like oh 2017 but the dialogue is very like Hamontana Bratz movie too like you're kind of like what it had early 2000s vibes vibes. Mm -hmm. yeah so definitely that one um a show that has kind of similar dark humor vibes is Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix I freaking love that show (laughs) I think I think it has enough of the vibes like Drew Barrymore is eating bad people and it's like funny but it's dark like you see her murder and you see like that yeah. kind of body horror so. it's definitely got like the gore those vibes mm-hmm. it's so funny i like love that one literally I, so funny i miss it so much it got canceled because i know fuck netflix but oh such a I good show it. Mm-hmm. 
I think I had and one then, movie oh, that what? was um, Colossal. Because mm-hmm. it kind of had like similar dark humor vibes. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it kind of deals with like a little bit of like a monster story in it too. So that's kind of fun. Also Anne Hathaway. So. <laughs> you totally I love, Anne love her. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, thanks for, for inviting me. Yeah. I had so much fun. Thanks Thank for you joining for us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Our historic episode. Our first mm-hmm. guest. Wonderful. I know. <laughs> and I'm happy it was Jennifer's body. Like that's me. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my god, yes, this is a great one. I know. And during mm-hmm. Pride Month, the vibes. Yes. Is it gonna be released in June? I have no idea. It should just because of Pride I know we should because it also came out on Hulu recently too, right? I did. Like literally oh. this month. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how I watched it. it was because there was like a lot of hype about it being on Hulu. They're like, it's out on Hulu. And I was like, wait, I gotta watch it's amazing. it. Well, then happy Pride. Happy <laughs> Pride. <laughs>